Hey, I'm Jordan. And I'm Ashley. We're the founders of For the Good, a community created to empower and elevate you to live a purpose-driven life. Our mission is to bring light into our world, and to do so, we have learned that it must start with it. We are so glad to have you here with us. Today, Jordan and I are diving in on men's mental health the stigma related to it, and how to improve support in this space. While doing some research on this for our podcast today, we found articles calling men's mental health a silent crisis. In these articles, it referenced that more than 6 million men in the United States experience symptoms of depression each year and are more likely to struggle with substance abuse, addiction, and die by suicide than women, with men less likely to get treatment. We feel like this is a really important conversation to bring to light and raise more awareness to. So we are going to get started on talking about how our culture and society plays a role in this because I think that too often our society does teach, especially men in this situation, to man up or the phrase that we often hear is don't cry like a girl or you know just relating all of these different things about talking about how we feel and our emotions to being more of a feminine feature and as we've learned and talked about vulnerability and talking about how we feel is not a weakness and I think that it is time for our society to start switching gears on this especially when we see how big of a problem this really is. I think a lot of kids growing up from a young age, you're taught as a little boy that you have to kind of grow up quicker than you're supposed to. And I think when you're growing up, there's a a lot of focus as a child that you're taught as a child that you have to mask your emotions. And I think people are taught that young girls and women, they're more emotional and they're able to talk about it more. And even when people talk about girl talk, you know, girl talk is girls getting together and venting and saying all these things. And as guys, you're taught that, well, you just kind of go out with your buddies and you just pretend everything's okay. And we don't necessarily say that exactly, but I think that's what comes across at the most part. So even growing up myself, I think it's hard to escape that. And you think if you're someone who's more emotional or someone who likes to talk about your feelings, that it's just not the way you're supposed to be. So I know I'm someone that's very open and likes to be emotional and likes to talk about what I'm feeling. And I enjoy trying to put that into words and being able to relate to people. But I I realized growing up that I didn't have a lot of outlets to really go and and be that way or to talk that way. But for me, I did have a couple very good friends growing up that we were able to talk that way with each other. And I can tell you that that meant so much to me growing up, being able to have that relationship with people and being able to share myself and being able to kind of strip everything away and and bear down to my bare feelings and and share that with someone else. That was a very big uh, way for me to express myself growing up and I just wish that a lot more kids felt that way and had that outlet to go and just know that they can be more emotional and be more in touch with how they're feeling. Yeah I think it all really stems back to you know a young age that boys are taught like I said earlier in the conversation you know the phrase don't cry like a girl and and kind of teaching them to stuff and tuck these emotions away because it is viewed as something that is a weakness and I think that Obviously, men carry that further into their lives and holding those emotions inside when they are feeling hurt or depressed, angry, whatever that looks like for them. And it eventually, I mean, 
over time when you're putting those negative emotions inside of you and not really having an outlet to get that outside of yourself, it is really just hurting and hindering you as a person. And I think that it's so important, especially in our society, to start teaching these things that it's okay for, you know, these younger boys to feel like they can come to somebody and feel trusted and talk about these different emotions that they are feeling because it is obviously showing, you know, statistically that they're struggling a lot more than women because as Jordan said, it is a thing, you know, for women to get together and, and talk about how they feel and you just feel more being able to do so. And it really reminds me of when my dad passed away, you know, five years ago, when he passed, I felt like I could talk with, you know, family and friends about how I was feeling at the time. And my brother who was 17, he kind of held those emotions inside and it took him, you know, some time to be able to really start opening up on this. And I think that it really is important for us to start talking about these things in a way to bring it to light and allow men to be able to step further into this space. Yeah, I've noticed, especially growing up now, that I, like I said, I do am fortunate enough to have a few relationships in my life where I can have those conversations with male friends of mine and male family members. But I also can tell a lot of times that when I am talking to someone who's close to me or whether a family friend, anybody, that a lot of times when, when you can physically see that someone is dealing with something or you know there's something going on in their life, it's hard for someone to to approach you about it and to open up. So I, th I think someone has to be the conversation starter because I can tell that in simple conversation when I'm talking to someone, it never goes there. The conversation never goes to anything deeper or, you know, when you ask them, well, how, how are you doing? How's everything going? It's just, yep, it's good. Everything's good. That's fine. I feel men are very quick to push it away and just say, nope, everything's going to be fine. I'll be fine. You know, if I'm f struggling with something or feeling something, it's a temporary thing but I don't I don't have to deal with this I don't have to talk about it talking about it makes it worse but that's the biggest lie I think we can tell ourselves is when you open up to someone people have this tendency to think that it's a sign of weakness to tell someone that you're struggling or that you're having problems getting over something or whether it's depression or, or a substance abuse issue people are very quick to hide that away as far as they can because they want to keep up that image that they're fine and everything's going to be okay but like i said i can tell when you when people don't want to get into that conversation sometimes it takes someone to say no really how are you doing and to really not pry but but to give that outlet to say i know something's going on i'm here to talk if you want to talk and a lot of times I've seen that people will open up after that. And especially if you're someone who's gone through it yourself and you can lead off and, and say, you know, I've been there before. I've dealt with these things. I think once you break down that first wall, that's when men especially will open up and have that conversation. But I think culture has a long way in going of saying that these things are, are normalized and are felt by so many because... What most guys are going through, they just they don't think anybody else is. And even if they read statistics and they and they see that other people are struggling, they still don't want to talk about it. And they have that feeling that they're going to be looked at a different way if they do. So I think the main thing we have to really focus on is saying just how many people suffer with addiction, with depression, with just feeling not themselves and, and having off times in their lives. I think mental health is... The biggest thing that's been overlooked for so long but now we're finally starting to come around to this and it also starts with breaking the stigma that men can't feel a certain way that they can't 
you know, be hurting and go through issues and that they have to hold it inside. And I think once people open up to sharing that with people and figuring out how to get over these ways in a healthy way, in a healthy environment, that's when real change will hopefully start happening. It's interesting too because we read that a lot of times mental health issues like depression are often seen as they call it a sleeper issue because they're often not accurately diagnosed and treated. Because I read that often when men go into, you know, seek medical attention, you know, with a doctor for maybe an annual checkup or something like that, they talk about their physical symptoms rather than how they're feeling emotionally. So these different symptoms of depression or anxiety or bipolar issues, like all of these different factors, they don't talk about how they're feeling. So the doctors are seeing it as something that is more of a physical ailment. So it is going undiagnosed and untreated and they're not getting the medical attention that it really deserves and needs. And then it is leading to these other issues that we talked about that are much worse. As a man, especially someone who has had my share of issues with depression, anxiety, I believe those are things that never really go away. And I think the problem a lot of guys have is that if they experience it a little bit or if they start seeing these signs of it, they hurry up and try to push it away and then convince themselves it's not a problem, it's not there. And maybe they're good for a couple of weeks, for a couple of months, but that problem will always try to come back. When you don't deal with things the right way, it always tries to come back. So I know for me, a big step was not only just realizing things, but talking to people about it, opening up about it, sharing that I was struggling, that I had issues. And that's really the first time I ever started to see things change for me. I know before I really knew what depression looked like or or what it was, you know, I, I don't think we do an accurate job of really saying what it is when people talk about it out in the world. I think, you know, you see someone that goes through a breakup or they go through a hard time in their life and, and it's easy for people to just say, well, they're just depressed right now. But even talking about it that way, it's like you think depression is this just wave of bad sadness that comes over for you for, you know, a couple of days or a couple of weeks and then you're fine. But that's not the case at all. So I think I had a skewed kind of perception of what that looked like when I started having issues. And for me, I, I didn't look at it as saying, well, I think I, I may be depressed and this is something that I can treat, but now I realize it's an issue. For me, I saw that I was changing and that I was becoming more irritable and I was getting angrier and I had a hard time dealing with people. I didn't want to go out with friends anymore. I didn't want to go out and do anything really. And instead of looking at all these things as signs that something was really wrong, I just internalized it more and said, there's something really wrong with me. Why am I suddenly not a happy-go-lucky, fun person anymore? And when you start alienating yourself, that's when things start getting worse and worse. And you start going down paths of self-medication and trying to do everything to run away from problems instead of face them. And again, I think part of that is because we don't like to open up and, and say something is wrong. And like I said, when... When I was someone who never experienced any of these problems, the second I started, my first instinct was, I have to hide this. I can't let people know that, that I have problems, that, that I need help with things, or that I go home and, and I'm just not in a very good place. I have to put on that happy face and that fake smile when I'm out just to pretend that things are okay. One thing that, you know, Ashley and I always look for, for positives and look for how, how these things taught us and helped us grow and just speaking on this today, I think, is is something that I've been called into is to be able to 
tell people that there's a way out of these things, that there's ways to deal with these things. And I can say that, you know, there's been a couple people close to me who in the last couple of years have started to have these same kinds of things happening to them and depression issues. And now that I've been around people like this and I've been able to open up that conversation, I've had a couple of people in my life really be able to get over these, these things that they were dealing with in a healthy way. And I enjoy being an outlet for them to talk to so that they have someone who's been in that same boat who can help them through these things. And I think that's the way we all have to be is to look out for one another. And if, especially if you're someone who's dealt with this before and you see someone you love going through it, you know, we can't let people suffer in silence anymore. It has to be, all right, I, I can see something going on. If this person doesn't want to talk about it or, or is trying to hide away from it, maybe I can be the one who starts that conversation just to say, I'm here for you if you need to talk. Because sometimes it feels like that falls on flat ears, but really that that could mean life or death to someone. That could be the, the biggest sign that someone you know takes, that someone really cares about them and that they have the power to get through this and they have necessary help if they need it. Yeah, it's interesting that you talk about different symptoms that you experience because I actually learned that men tend to experience depression differently than women. A couple main symptoms that we want to share with you to be able to look out whether it's for yourself or a loved one is as Jordan said, men often become irritable or aggressive and they often can drink more than usual, throw themselves into their work to make their feelings go away or hide their feelings from others close to them. The most common symptoms of depression in men include pain, backaches and headaches or sleeping problems, anger, irritability, loss of sense of humor, road rage, short temper, aggression, and this can also lead to abusive or controlling behavior, reckless behavior, and engaging in risky activities. So as you can see, a lot of these different things also relate to physical ailments as we talked a little bit earlier on in the episode where say in a, as an example, a man will go into the doctor and say, yeah, you know, I've been having some backaches, a headache, I haven't been sleeping really well. And the doctor is treating them for those things because they're really not mentioning, you know, that they are experiencing irritability or anger. They're kind of thinking of these things maybe relating them to something else and not necessarily to this depression, anxiety, or whatever they are experiencing. So it is really interesting for us to talk about this conversation, as Jordan said, but also to, to really identify the ways that this can relate to men in this space and getting this out there in the sense so that way, you know, if you are reading these different symptoms and you're thinking to yourself, yes, this is something that I really relate to, then you can take this into the doctor or someone else who you trust and really talk about what you are feeling and be able to identify this and help yourself in a more healthier way. I think a good bit of advice is if you are going to go to your doctor or if you're talking to someone in general, we have to learn how to truly express those feelings and how to honestly call it a mental problem. Because like Ashley said, I that's exactly what I did is when I went to the doctor and I finally, you know, summoned the courage to say, all right, I'm going to say something, I could tell it did not come out the way I wanted it to come out. What I... What I one in there saying was, like Ashley said, I said, you know, I, I just feel like I'm tired all the time. I'm, you know, kind of lethargic, but I, I'm really not sleeping at night. So I think that's the big thing. I know I'm not getting energy because I'm just not sleeping well. And the way I described it, I just kind of passed it off that 
oh, maybe he's a little stressed out and he's not sleeping, so here's some sleeping pills. And I went down that road with, with many medications, and what I realized every time was I didn't want a medication. I didn't want something that what was, you know, supposed to help me sleep better. That's not what the root cause of the problem was. And even if I took something that, that knocked me out at night, if I woke up in the morning, that's not going to help me because now the, the bad feelings are there and the bad thoughts are there. We're not treating the actual problem. So what we have to learn is to go in and say, I don't feel like myself. I can tell that my, you know, my mind is in a different place. I'm not the, the person I'm I'm used to being, I'm not, you know, the happy, carefree guy. Now I'm, I'm stressing about things and I'm, I'm lashing out at people. I can tell that my whole mood is changing and that, you know, something like something just makes me not feel like myself. If you are able to express it in a different way, I think that's going to help people to see that this is more of a mental problem and not, like Ashley said, like a sleeping problem or I have a little bit of pain. I think there's most times a lot of you know, things that lead back to that root problem that something's really wrong mentally. And we have to learn to treat that problem first. And I think in treating it mentally and, and treating it as depression or, you know, or if you just need to talk to somebody and you unravel your problems there and, and figure out how to deal with them, that's how we're really going to solve the issue. Yeah, and I think that as you were talking, it reminds me that mental and physical are so you know, correlated that when you are filling yourself up, you know, with positive things and healthy coping mechanisms internally, that is going to reflect on yourself externally. So it is common, as you can see, to when you start to feel, you know, something negative inside that that is coming out in different ways, as you know, Jordan said about the pain and not sleeping well, that it is trying to get itself out in another negative outlet. And I think too, that it's really important for us, like I said, to talk about, you know, the symptoms and being aware. And we also learned that, you know, men who are depressed, they may not cry or talk about their feelings or even hint that they're thinking about suicide. They're gonna try a lot more harder to be able to really hide their symptoms. And as a result, they can get, as we talked about, angry and aggressive, and they're more likely to seek that relief through alcohol and drugs. If you're worried that someone you care about may be struggling, or you think that you yourself needs help, here are a couple signs to indicate to look for outside assistance. This can be a change in mood, difference in work performance, weight changes, sadness, hopelessness, physical symptoms, such as headaches and stomach issues. If you recognize any of these symptoms in a loved one, remind them that asking for help is a sign of strength rather than a sign of weakness. And it is 2020, so we have a lot of resources available and this can look like going into a group setting or even one-on-one. And as Jordan talked about earlier, it definitely helps to be able to have someone in your life that you can trust to be able to really open up and vent and come to in these different times when you are feeling something in this way to be able to support and uplift you. As we talked about earlier, it is so incredibly important to have these conversations and I really always admire Jordan for opening up and stepping into this space. You know, since we started dating five years ago, this has been something that I've always really loved about him is that we can have these kinds of conversations and and whatever he's feeling, he knows that he can open up and talk with me about it. And it is really beneficial to be able to open up and talk about these things and really enter into a space of the hope and healing that you need rather than holding on to any hurt that you have experienced along the way. 
Yeah, something Ashley talked about was, you know, when, when her and I got together, I can say that I was not in a very good place. And, you know, as I mentioned before when I talked that, when you start having, you know, these these issues and these problems arise in your life, you want to hide away, you want to push everyone away, you want you want to pretend everything's okay. So instead of going out and being with people, you think in your mind if you push people away and they just don't see you that they'll think you're fine and everything's okay, you're just not around for a while. But that's a big sign that people should see too is if someone is regressing and kind of distancing themselves from friends and family and and the things they love that that's a big sign in itself and I can say when Ashley and I got together that you know I tried to kind of push away and for a time I just didn't think I deserved her I didn't think I deserved actual happiness and I was afraid I would screw it up and 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 I would sabotage it if, if it got too good and I think the biggest lesson for me was to kind of sit back one day and I realized that I am worth it. I am worthy of finding pure happiness and that I can offer someone such happiness, I deserve it back. And that was a turning point for us where, you know, she never left my side. And instead of, you know, looking at me and saying, well, he has issues and now that I know about him, you know, I don't really want to deal with that. Instead, she got closer and she helped me through these things. And, you know, looking back five years ago, and coming five years ahead and now we're discussing these things on, on a podcast that we started. I mean, to me, that's the, that's the biggest sign of, of where you can go with things and where you can take yourself if you believe in yourself and you let good things come into your life. And at the end of the day, I think that's what ties in the best is to realize that love and happiness and and being kind and just being kind to yourself especially is really the only thing that is, that is going to change your circumstance. And even if you're someone who doesn't have a lot of that support, what you have to do is find it in yourself. I know with with my story, when I was at a job that I really, really didn't like and I, and I felt that there was no way out, that kind of made things worse in and of itself. Instead of having any type of release... I was, you know, having these bad thoughts and being hard on myself and then I'd go to a job I was very unhappy at so I was always miserable and I don't think we realize personally when we're going through these times how much we change but looking back I can tell that in those years I just wasn't myself. I was not a happy person to be around. I wasn't, you know, the guy that went and made everybody laugh at a at a family party. It was me trying to sit in the corner and pretend that no one sees me and just not talking to anybody and as I came out of it, that's when I could look back and say, wow, like I really was not myself for a long time. And thank you to the people who helped me to get out of that and helped me to change that. But I guess the message there is that if there is no one there to do it, you you have to find a way to pull yourself out of it. And that can start with just finding one thing in your life that you can put your control over. If it's If it's a job that's really horrible for you, you have to get out of there. If it's something in your life that you're not happy with or something about you personally, you have the power to change it. And I think when we take one little thing at a time and we change it and we show that we have willpower and that we can control our fate and our destiny, that's when we really find that we can take control of our life. One thing Jordan mentioned, and I really want to talk about it again, is that we are not defined by our past. You know, you might feel these feelings right now and you might be struggling in this space, but this is not where you need to stay. 
you are able to really elevate yourself to the life that you deserve. And as we talk about in all of our episodes, you are deserving of all good things. You are deserving of a great life. And when you are in this space of struggle and hurt and resentment and feeling guilty about where you've been, you are not going to step into where you are called to be. So today we encourage you to take a step forward in this space, knowing that you are deserving of all good things and you are able to conquer and overcome anything that life has brought your way. We need more men stepping up and forward to talk about this and share their story to end the stigma, to really free men of feeling like they have to hold on to all of these things. So today we encourage you to take that step to be able to talk about what you are feeling with someone that you trust and love, opening up to be able to live in this life that you are so deserving of. And I'm really, as I said, proud of Jordan for talking about this today. And as you can see through our other podcasts that he has really stepped into his purpose and talking about all of these things really is navigating him into elevating his life. And I feel like when someone steps up and talks about it, it is an example of where we can be. Just one last note. I like what Ashley said about being able to forgive yourself. I think we mentioned that a couple episodes ago, but that's a great lesson for today too is, you know, I know personally when I finally got to a space where I felt like I was getting over certain issues and and I was finally putting things behind me, I could realize that when I started to feel really happy and I was feeling good about myself, I still had that voice in the back of my head that was reminding me of of things I've done in the past. I think if we don't deal with that little voice, that's the voice that's always going to be there, that's always going to tempt you to go back to that way, and and it's going to try to pull you down and remind you that you've been here and you've done these things. But the only way to really, really get through that is to forgive yourself. And the biggest thing for me was when I finally forgave myself for the things I'd done for, you know, the past I had. I had the conversation with myself where I said, things I'd done and ways I acted, it wasn't me. All of that culminated into guiding me to do things that I know I, I normally would not do and things that I'm not proud of doing. But if you don't forgive yourself you're always going to have that conversation. You're always going to try to tell yourself you don't deserve happiness or you don't deserve to be wearing a smile right now because remember when you did this thing this long time ago. And honestly, that's the biggest way to sabotage. So anyone listening, if you've had a troubled past, if you've had things that took you a long time to get over, if you're still struggling, forgive yourself. But in, in forgiving yourself, you have to realize you have to take that step forward in growth and in learning in order to make sure that you're going to keep going further, that you're going to go ahead. So forgive yourself, tell yourself, I know that that wasn't me in the past, but now I am me. Now I'm taking control. Now I'm going to do what I want to do with my life in a positive way. And the old me has no bearing on where I am right now and definitely on, on where I'm going to be in the future. So that's the biggest key is forgive yourself, get the help that that you need, talk to someone you love, talk to a doctor or anybody, but life is is just so worth it. Life is such a beautiful thing, and I think what it comes back to is just helping one another and really realizing that you're not alone. Anyone who does listen to this podcast, if you need advice or you need help or or you want to open up and talk about any of the things we talked about, please feel free to send me a message as well through our uh, Facebook or Instagram or, or any page. Just, you know, reach out, say anything. 
I would love to hear from, from people and I'm, I'm open to conversation and to give any advice that I have. So that's just one outlet that, that I hope you take from this. Yeah, you can contact Jordan through our email. That's hello at forthegood.com. And Facebook and Instagram, you can find us at For The Good Official. Thank you guys so much for joining us here today on our For The Good podcast. We hope that this helps bring this message to light and raise awareness to men's mental health. And like we said, if you think that someone you love is struggling in this space, make sure that you offer your support, listen, and be patient with them, while also encouraging them to talk with a doctor or mental health professional. Have a great day, everyone, and make today count. Thanks for joining us at the For the Good podcast. We would love to connect with you. Join us on Facebook and Instagram at For the Good Official and our blog at ForTheGood.com. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Remember, a positive mindset is the beginning of true happiness, not just for the good of the individual, but for the good of the world.